0: You're listening to Destin Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Okay, so we are back and I am so excited. Let's just get into prayer so I can get right into this, continue to tell y'all what's been going on, okay? Father in Jesus' name, thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for your presence in our life. Thank you, Lord, for the way you mature us and the way you bring us into this beautiful growth and unbroken fellowship with you. We thank you, Lord, for every season. We love you so much. Now, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would use my mouth, that you would speak through me, God, that you would provoke your children to thought, that you would provoke your children to prayer, that you would provoke them into a place of revelation in the name of Jesus Christ. Give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Help us to grow and mature as we are walking this walk with you. Help us to grow and mature in our love for you and And our understanding of the love you want us to have for you, God. We thank you for this beautiful relationship that you've called us to, Lord. And we want it to be all it's supposed to be. You are amazing. You are holy. You are righteous. You are just. You are pure. Everything about you is perfect, Lord. And we say speak, Lord, because your servants are listening. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so y'all remember where we left off. If you don't, then you have to go to part one of this, okay? part one of consecration and however it's going to be titled. However, let's keep it moving. Okay. Let's keep it moving. So I want you all to keep in mind this, that as I am being presented with these things, like, Hmm, like how Jesus is like, Hmm, I feel led to go into the wilderness, not knowing that the Holy Spirit was leading him into a place of temptation and trying and testing. That's me. I'm like, Hmm, I was in prayer and I saw myself in this outfit or I was in prayer and I felt like, you know, I felt led by the Lord to shop at this particular store. Okay. This whole time I had no idea that I was actually being tested. I had no idea that I was making decisions that could change the course of my life. You all listen to me here. We all have choices. The Bible says this about love in first Corinthians, the 13th chapter. It says that love does not insist its own way. Can we just talk about that really quickly? That if God forced me out of my pants and forced me to stay that way for the rest of my life, and it wasn't something that I really wanted to do, and it wasn't something that really came from my heart, then that would not be love. Love lets you do exactly What makes you happy? Now, you have to pay the consequences for that. But love causes you to do, um, to allow someone to do, excuse me, what will make them happy. I'll give you this example. I really, really, we talking about guys in these couple episodes, y'all. Oh, my goodness. But I really um, felt myself having feelings for this Guy, <laughs> and so this is the first time in my entire life that I've actually ever had those kind of feelings. Like I felt like I was falling in love, y'all. And I had never been in love before. So I'm on my Anita Baker in my brain, like, what have you done to me? <laughs> I can't eat. Like, I can't eat. Come on here. <laughs> okay. So, um, I found myself having these feelings and everything, these, these really endearing feelings, these like heart eye emoji feelings. And y'all, y'all know I'm fully grown. I'll be 34 in just a few months. Like I ain't got time for this. Like this is not something that had ever happened. And it honestly had taken me by surprise. And if it was going to happen, y'all listen, it would have had to take me by surprise. Okay. That's how it would have had to get me. Cause Tiffy in control. Tiffy. As a matter of fact, when I felt like I was beginning to find him attractive, um, and I had known him for some time, when I felt like I was beginning to find him attractive, I started asking people. I'm like, hey, um, I, I think I like somebody. Can you please pray for me that this thing goes away? Because I can't control my feelings. I'm usually so controlled and um you know so in control rather excuse me and i'm usually you know i got it together i'm cool whatever you know i can move on from things but i could not help the way that i felt now this person and now y'all going to know that some of those poems in in my feelings were inspired by that particular situation um so I would take maybe a feeling and build a story around it. So I don't want y'all to think that, oh my goodness, this is exactly what she was going through because no, I actually like my car, I actually like my complexion. But I said, okay, let me take this particular feeling and let me build on it what a lot of women go through and some of the insecurities that you know we feel as women. So everything necessarily wasn't based on fact, but like I said, I would take one thing and just build, you know, some some art with words around it. Okay. But, um, I, I liked him and I felt like I was falling in love with him. I liked everything about him inside and out. And, um, what added to it was that seven people, these people don't know him. These people barely know me. Some of them And they would come to me one by one and say, Hey, Tiffany, this person is your husband, or they would describe him perfectly. And I'm like, Lord, now I'm not too big into coincidences. I'm a spiritual person. I belong to the Lord. I live for him. I know the way I've been feeling. And I don't know if it's a coincidence that person after person after person has come to me and specifically said that I am going to marry this person, right? And y'all, yo, no. Can we pause for a minute? Y'all know me and y'all know how I've been over the years. Y'all know I've been team single. That's it. Okay. So this is not, and y'all know I'm not into that kingdom spouse. God told me this. Y'all know that's not even something. That you have ever heard come out of my mouth. I have always encouraged everybody to chill out. And follow Jesus. And let whatever happens, happens. According to the will of God. Right? So this is not something that you know I'm into. <laughs> Never been into it. Not even you know when I was in the world. I was not into stuff like that. Just just you know everybody got their thing. You know what I'm saying? That just, it just wasn't my thing. And so um, you know. It would be so strange. I remember one time, I was like sitting on my couch, and I'm like, "Listen, I am moving on. I don't care. I am done." And um, someone texted me as I was saying these things, and the text came through eleven sixteen p.m., and they said, "Hey Tiffany, I've been." praying for you concerning your marriage. Now, me and this person don't talk about marriage. <laughs> okay. This is not, some, this is not a topic of conversation that me and this person, you know, engage in. And, um, and they said, you know, I believe that you've already met your husband and they went on to give me some specifics. And I was like, Jesus, I want to move on, but y'all check this out. This person I found out because they told me, is involved. Ooh, now, um, we got pause and we just got to let that sink in. Like dang, Tiffany, you don't be checking for nobody. And when you do they're involved. And so here is how I feel about it. Y'all this is, I had such strong feelings for this person that this is how I felt. This is what is in my heart still too. I want them to be happy. So if they don't want to be with me, let them be with whatever makes them happy. And um if it's God's will, you know, or if it's not God's will, that ain't none of my business. <laughs> I don't care. I'm doing what Jesus says over here. I know that. But you know, I would rather and I'm just trying to bring out this example. I would rather them, because I genuinely love them, I would rather them be with who they want to be with from their heart and do what makes them happy and um, let them deal with the consequences. Of what, if that's not the will of the Lord for them, that's, that's going to be between them and God. And we see this dynamic play out with um, God and his dealings with us. He never forces us. He will tell us, now this person knows exactly how I feel. They know about all the prophetic words. They know. They still chose to do what they want to do now. I um, am operating according to godly love. I'm not going to force or impose my own way or insist my own way. If that's what they want to do, then let them do it. Okay, because I don't want anyone to just be with me because they feel obligated to or because Jesus told them to. I would want them to be with me because from their heart, genuinely, they love me, too. Right. And the same thing goes for our relationship with Christ. Christ, We see a bunch of people and they're like, yo, we're like we're looking at them like, yo, they don't know that they need Jesus. They don't know that it's better with God. They heard the gospel, but they made a choice. Do you understand? And God allowed them to make that choice. And we know that God loves them with real love. Real love does not force you to do anything. Real love will lead you. Real love will guide you. Real love will inform you. Real love will not force you. Okay, do y'all understand? So let's get back into this lesson. Because God loves us for real. And now let's bring it into what I've been talking about. Because God loves me for real. He is not forcing me to do anything. He can guide me. He can inform me. He can even give me a set of instructions that he'd like for me to follow. However, when God begins to force me to do things and to stay that way, that's not godly love. The enemy forces, the enemy dominates, the enemy insists his own way. The enemy influences us for evil. God is not going to do that. We have choices. Listen, let's take it all the way back to the Garden of Eden before sin entered in. What did man have? Choices. I told you what my will is. Now, what you do with that information is your choice. What happens to you is what's going to happen. But I'm going to allow you to do what you want from your heart. Huh? We all have free will. We all have this ability by God to make choices. And so when I made those changes, these were not things that I did out of my free will. Huh? Come on here. These are things that I did because God said so. Okay? Okay. I wholeheartedly believe it was right and all that extra stuff. But still, I did it because God said so. I did not do it because it came from my heart. I did not do it because I genuinely wanted to. I just wanted to obey God. Okay, God, if this is what you say is right, then fine. But it was not something that Tiffany had thought of, not something that Tiffany wanted. It's not something that came from my heart. Okay, we're Listen we're tying this into consecration later on in these lessons. Okay. So I just need y'all to bear with me. This is not something that, um, you know, was from my heart. It was just something that I did out of obedience. And so these things were laid out before me. Now, as I was saying before, you know, um, let's start, we'll start with pants. So I'm like, man, I saw myself in this outfit and it was like these high-waisted jeans and like this yellow bodysuit. Now, like I was saying in the previous episode, and sorry for the men who are listening right now, y'all could just turn it down a little bit and then turn it up in just like a few seconds or whatever while I talk to the sisters. Yo, sisters, I've been wanting to have just like this, this body. Okay. You get me? I didn't ever, I don't want no like skinny body or whatever like that. I just want this nice, thick body. That's my personal desire (laughs) in my heart. That's what I want. Being a um, certified in plant-based science and nutrition and, you know, knowing different things about how to uh, achieve certain figures and this, that. And the third, you know, you got to eat a certain kind of whatever. I got the body I want. Let's just put it like that. (laughs) Okay. I look, I'm, I'm happy Of course, there's still some working to do, some toning to do, some weightlifting to do or whatever, but for the most part, I am as thick as I want to be. Do you hear me? Amen. And so, um, y'all, I ordered some pants, okay? I ordered some pants, okay? Just bear with me. Bear with me. I ordered pants and I got the pants and I put them on. You all, I was mortified. The pants, I'm sorry, it's been years since I've worn them. They literally outlined my thighs. And I'm like, yo, if I step outside with these on, people are literally going to be able to see the shape of my thighs. The proportion of my waist to my hips, first of all, made it an uncomfortable fit. I didn't mean to rhyme, but we just going to insert bars right there. Right at that moment. And then I turned to the side and I'm like, no, there's no way I'm going out with my hole behind looking like I'm dragging it behind me. Like <laughs> we're not doing this. This is not for me. Amen. These, these just I can't. And at, from my heart, that's when it came from my heart. God, these things are not modest on my body. I can't speak for your other daughters. They could pull it off. This body that I've prayed for, that I've wanted, is not a body for this thing. From my heart, I want to put on what is the most modest option for me. From my heart, God, give me dresses. Give me skirts. I'm not trying to hide anything, but Lord knows I'm not trying to flaunt anything. Come on here. So that went out the window. Y'all, this whole time, while this is happening, I don't know that I'm being tested. And then I had already ordered some jumpsuits, two jumpsuits, right? Two long sleeve jumpsuits. You listen here. One of them joints looked like, th- that joint looked crazy on me. I was like, Yo. I ain't never seen myself looking like this before. Like I look absolutely amazing. Wow. <laughs> and um, I thought about it and I'm like, yo, I don't wanna do this. This is not the route in life that I want to go. I never ever wanna put this on. Ever again. Even though I look good from my heart, I would rather adorn my body in a way that is pleasing to God and presents Him to this world in the most righteous and sanctified way that I could possibly come up with, rather than just put on something because it looked good on my body. And I went into prayer. And I said, Lord, and I was crying to him. I said, I love you more than I love my body. Okay. And let me tell y'all something. Y'all know the struggles that I've had since a child with weight. And, um, to get to that point where I actually have this body that people look at and they're like, okay, okay. <laughs> actually, and I don't want y'all to see, listen, when y'all see me at services, y'all not going to see nothing. Okay. Don't even, don't even think like, what kind of body she's talking about? Don't worry about it. Ain't nobody going to see nothing. Head going to be covered. Body going to be adorned. We're good. But, um, you know, for a person who has wanted something and they finally get what they've been wanting and to say, God, I love you more than this from my heart. I don't care what looks good on it. I don't care what brings glory to me. And this is the thing that came to me in prayer. I'm like, yo, if it doesn't bring glory to the Lord, then what is its purpose? Like if my father can't get glory out of this thing, then why am I doing it? What is its point? If God is not glorified, when people look at me, then why would I ever want to do it? If it brings me glory, like some of those outfits did, then why? For what? Who am I living for? Okay. And I'm just, I'm just telling y'all what I've gone through. My, my test, my temptation. Okay. My, my understanding, my epiphany. If it's not to bring glory to my Lord, then what is it for? Like for real. When people look at me, if they don't want to glorify God because I live a certain way. Remember what the Bible says about women who don't live a certain way. Teach the women to be this way, this way, and this way that the word of God be not blasphemed. Y'all, meekness, quietness in spirit, sobriety, all those things should come from the inside and spill over into the choices we make in our lives. And we have choices when it comes to how we are doing ourselves. And I just want to say and ask you. When you do these things. Are you doing it from your heart? Or just because you heard me teach it. Or just because God told you to. Because I'm going to tell you something. It may not be in this season. But at some point in your life. God will cause you. To really discern. Whether or not it's something that you want to do. Whether or not it's something that actually comes from your heart. Whether or not you want to travel a different path. Okay. Maybe you do. But these situations. It pulls that out of you. Okay. These situations pull out of you. What's really in your heart. Now if I never was faced with that option, then I would never had known that I would even think to put it on and look at myself and say, wow, now the pants were a little, they were too much for me. They scared me, honestly, but the jumpsuit for a minute, I was like, hey, yo, <laughs> wow. I look amazing. I mean, no shapewear. I look good. What? <laughs> That's just my body. Jesus. So, um, but I came to that decision from my heart that, listen, I, I don't, I don't want this because this glorifies me. I don't want to glorify me from my heart. I only want to bring glory to Jesus from my life. I understand why I'm here and I want God to be glorified by my choices. Okay. By my choices. So listen, pants may be right for you. That may not be something God will ever cause you to consecrate from or turn from or put down or sacrifice or give up. Or maybe it's something that you're doing right now in this season. And at some point, God will say, listen, drop it. I don't know. I'm not here to judge you. I'm done with teaching about those things. Not because, you know, for whatever negative reason, a person would think like, oh, is she selling out? No, I've just grown in my understanding. I've grown in ministry. I've grown in my purpose. Okay. Okay. That's between you and Jesus. Now, if you want some counseling about it, I'll pray with you. (laughs) I'll give you the best advice that I can. But this is what I'm teaching you. That if it's not coming from your heart, then what is it? And this is when it becomes this religious spirit and this religious show where we're just doing stuff, but nothing is coming from our heart and we're doing these things. And we feel like doing these things makes us righteous. And that's just not the case. Obeying the Lord and loving Him with all your heart, all your might, all your soul—that right there, that's where you're at. And in that, you'll find yourself in the perfect will of God. He'll never lead you wrong. He will never lead you wrong. So you have to listen to Him concerning what His will is for your life, and. Make sure that when you do things for him, these things come from the heart. Now, what else was laid out before me that I had the option to get myself into? Um, because I will say that there are some changes that the Lord genuinely wanted me to make, and those are clear to me, fine. But there were some things that were actually a part of me being tested, the pants being one of them. Um, let's see, because I told y'all about this in the last episode, Holy Spirit. Please help me out if this is something that you want me to elaborate on. Because Lord knows, I don't remember all these tests. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the music. So, yeah, I told y'all I was having these endearing feelings, right? And I was just, like, in here, like, if this world were mine, I just started hearing Luther. I was hearing Luther and Isley Brothers and what else? Anita Baker and... Who else? Um, Prince. Oh, I was hearing all of these love songs because I'm like, man, there are just some feelings that you have. (laughs) I mean, scripture may support them, but scripture is not expressing this love that I'm feeling in my in my heart and in my soul for this man. And so I'm like, Lord. I keep hearing these songs like on the inside, I wanted to listen to these songs and I had this release to listen to these songs. Okay. And so I had to learn first of all, and we're going somewhere. I need y'all to listen to me. I had to learn first of all, to be led by the spirit of God and know that everything secular is not I mean, we'll not have you hell bound, I guess the best way to put it. Um, Let's see. How can I put this? Some of these things are just not bad or some of the things that are spoken about or sang about on these songs are not bad. Some of these things are love and um, about making love and those things between a man and a woman have actually been created by God. And um, done within the confines of marriage, these things bring him glory. It's his perfect will. So, you know, um, we have to be led by the spirit of God concerning that. But anyway, music was one of those things where I'm like, man, you know, these these songs, they're sounding good. They're expressing the way I'm feeling and all that stuff. Even Prince, how come you don't call me anymore? (laughs) Anyone who had a heart by Luther Vandross. (laughs) those things were helping me out at that time and whatever. What's the other one? Who can I run to? The original, the original one, not the one that escaped made over. Come on now. The the original one. And um, maybe I'd rather be with you by Bootsy Collins. Maybe, but I don't need anybody judging me. <laughs> okay. So basically what happened was as I laid out on the floor, because first of all, y'all, y'all know that y'all know, Y'all know because I done talked about it and telling y'all these things with um, music that I dated someone who was really in in the music industry. Um, He used to hang out with, you know, people who are big names in that industry. He had his Grammy. He was an established music producer and he and I dated for some time. I have nothing. I well, I won't say nothing bad about him. He was a good guy to me at the time. Um, He helped me to stop smoking And he was really, during that time, he really encouraged my relationship with the Lord. He was consistent about being there for me. He was a Christian himself. He practiced abstinence with me. He would talk about marriage and children with me. He was just, uh, I can't say too much bad about him. But he actually told me about the things that went on in that industry. And not only did he tell me about those things, but I saw um, and heard about the lifestyle that he had to live and engage in to stay in that industry and to have connections in that industry. Okay. And I know the artists that he told me about, I know the things that he told me concerning Satanism and sacrifices and things of that nature. And, um, me knowing that, and then I know someone else who, um, has been in the entertainment industry for years. It's what they went to college for. They currently work for Tyler Perry Studios. Um, I know someone else, a family member who was signed to Warner Brothers Records. And I'm telling you, these are people who I've known personally, okay, personally and intimately. All right. And these people have all told me corresponding stories about the industry, whether it's movies, whether it's, um, you know, actors or singers or actresses, listen, all of them know the deal. And, um, I won't get into it too much, but I was reminded of those things and I had a choice to make. Did I want to continue to listen to it? Huh? Knowing now everybody don't know what I know. I know some stuff. Everybody does not know what I know. Knowing what I know. Do I want to continue to listen to these? Being uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. Do I, can I ignore that? I'm hearing that this singer is a male, but he was singing about a man. Like I can't ignore that. And so following convictions that I had in godly sense, the the list of music that I would want to hear just got smaller and smaller. And then I, I laid out on the floor, same time when I told the Lord I love him more than I love my body. God, when it comes to music, if it's not bringing you glory, then what is the point? What is the point of it? Now, whatever your godly convictions are concerning secular music happen to be, listen, follow the Holy Spirit. I'm just telling you what I went through, how I um, came to be the way I am at this moment in my life, and the decisions and the choices that I've made. And I want you to make decisions from your heart, and I want you to be sure about them because when we vow a vow to the Lord, we have to pay that thing. Remember what it says in Ecclesiastes. Why would you say to, you know, to the angel, oh, you know, it it was a mistake or, you know, I wasn't that serious about it. Or I didn't know that, you know, this thing would cost me this much. I didn't, I didn't do it. No, you have to pay up to the Lord what you owe him. Listen, the Bible tells us very plainly, you don't be hasty to utter anything before God. So if you're going to tell him, you know what, Lord, I decide to give this up, make sure that's something that's coming from your heart. Because you don't want to have to pay him back. You don't want to you don't want to get into that realm of oops. <laughs> um, I didn't mean it, Jesus, or I wasn't that serious. I remember when I was this was maybe a few years ago, and I was like, "Lord, you know, I want to, I want to cover my head full time." That that was my thing, and I'm like, "Lord, give me the grace to do it. Give me the grace to do it. Can that be in your will? Um, can I can I please, uh, you know, keep my head covered full time?" And the Lord said to me, "Do not." Make promises to me or vows to me that you cannot keep. And at that point, I stopped asking him. And he allowed me to understand that I would, again, want to wear my hair out. And you can vow a vow and you can try to impose your own will on God. But he has a perfect will for you. He doesn't want my head to be covered full time all the time. Okay, Under um, certain uh, circumstances, absolutely. But no, not for the rest of my life, not all the time. That's not something that he wants me to do. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 5 and 4. It says, "When you, I'm reading the New Living Translation. When you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through. For God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. Scripture says you are a fool. If you tell God you're going to do something and don't do it. ESV says, when you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. Isn't that sobering? Isn't that sobering? It says it is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. When you tell God you're going to do something, you better do it. It's better for you not to say it. And then verse six says, let not your mouth lead you into sin. And again, we're in Ecclesiastes, the fifth chapter. And do not say before the messenger or the angel, angel, excuse me, that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the works of your hands? Wow. For when dreams increase and words grow many, there is vanity. Hmm? But God is the one you must fear. So if you tell God you're going to do something and you don't do it, it seems like we are uh, we got a flash of judgment day when he says, why would you say to the messenger, the angel? Remember the angels are the ones that toss people into the lake of fire. Oh no, it was a mistake. I didn't mean to say it. I didn't mean it. And it says, why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the works of your hands? God hearing that will become angry with you. And there may be some destruction that comes into your life. Now, y'all, if you're going to make these vows to God, don't try to sit there and be all noble and say, oh, I don't care, I'll do it. No, you, you better know. You better know what you're saying. You better mean it from your heart. And you better know that whatever it is that you're vowing, it is in alignment and in agreement with the perfect will of God for your life. So I'm telling you, I weighed these things out seriously, okay? And when it came to the music thing, it was it's been a slow and steady thing because I'm like, Lord, so never again, even when you know um, possibly love develops again for me, never again will I hear or willingly listen to another love song. You know these are vows that if you make them, you have to pay it up, right? So I even had tickets to go to this um, this music soul child um, concert, a little show. Um, a sister had got them, you know, got it for me. And we were going together, and God didn't tell me not to go, but I just kept feeling like because remember, love doesn't force you to do anything. Now, Tiffany, if that's what you really want to do, do it, but. You're going to deal with them consequences, but if that's what you want to do, do it. But I just kept feeling like this little nudge on that topic. And I can't say that God was saying, don't go. But I just kept feeling like this nudge about it. And I said, you know what? I know the Holy Spirit well enough to know that if I'm feeling a little nudge, I need to I need to come to a decision about it. I'm going to put this thing down willingly. Amen. 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 That's all. And so um, when you really love something, it's difficult for you to give it up. But I remember laying out before the Lord again, crying out to him, saying, Lord, I love you more than I love those songs. If it does not bring you glory, then what is its purpose? Now, if you can't make that same declaration, then I'm not going to sit here and tell you to go and make vows vows before god and tell him what you're gonna do and all that other stuff don't do it don't do it if you're not ready to do it i'm telling you my personal experience and we're gonna get into the topic of consecration okay but um i'm, I'm just telling you my personal experience so that was my experience with with music and i have to now train myself and it was just things that god was talking to me when it came to music just remember tiffany the subtlety Of the devil. Remember the subtlety of the devil. Remember it sounds good. It sounds, but you know things about that industry. You know things about that practices, those practices. It goes beyond, you know, you saw a YouTube video, or you heard this audio, or you read this on the internet. You know firsthand. I've placed people in your life, people have been placed in your life from various um, arenas in these in this secular industry who have told you firsthand to your face, in your face, what happens when you are in this industry and about the people in this industry and the practices of this industry. You know, they've talked to you about it. They've sent you uh, text messages about it. You've seen it. You've talked to them over the phone about it. You've heard it. Remember the subtlety of the devil and make your choice. Now, remember, love will inform. Come on here. Love will guide, but love will not force. If I wanted to, after Jesus said that, I could have put on... I mean, I didn't listen to this song, but I'm just saying I could have put on big pimping, turned it up, started dancing. You know what I'm saying? Whatever else the songs I listened to when I was in the world, I could have did it. OK, um, but I said, you know what? I love God more than I love those songs. I love God more than I love that man that makes me think of those songs. I'm going to put those things down. And I want to bring glory to God. I really do. And y'all, now I'm just telling y'all from my heart, genuinely, I want God to be glorified when people get in my car. I want God to be glorified by the songs that are playing in my head. I want God to be glorified in every area of my life. So I don't know if for everyone, this is like a heaven or hell issue or whatever, whether or not you listen to it, but I'm just telling you my personal experience experiences so that I can teach this and you can understand the heart behind it and the experiences behind it from my heart, I put it down because I'm starting to understand and realize completely not just because it sounds good, because of course I would have said it before, but no, 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 no. If it doesn't bring glory to God, I don't want it. I remember looking at the cover of um one of Alicia Keys albums that had Diary on it. And half of her face is covered with the piano. And it's only so it's like one of her eyes are covered. And we know the reference in scripture where it talks about how, um, you know, Satan and uh, one of his eyes will be blinded. And you know how they cover their eye in homage to this one eyed sickness that they have going on. And I'm thinking, like, how can I comfortably listen to this, knowing the allegiance that she's made? How can I comfortably listen to this? What about unthinkable? And I know that she's singing a song about taking someone's husband from them, doing the unthinkable, and just going off. She's ready. How can I listen to that? And I know what she did to Mashonda, her her marriage. How? Come on. So it may sound good, and it may even be perfect for expressing the feelings that I had and it had its purpose. I was like oh this is what that feels like I never knew. I never knew you could get chills when you thought about someone like I didn't know that was a thing but you listen to certain songs you send chills up my spine <laughs> every time I take one look at you I'm like oh this is what they're talking about but um regardless of whether or not it expresses how I'm feeling, I think I just want to personally make that choice from my heart to put it down. Not because God told me to, but just because as a mature saint, I'm making this choice. I don't want it. If it's not singing about God and his glory, or if it was not made by a person being uh, inspired by the Lord, whether it's an instrumental or not like uh, if it's not for God's glory if it's not made by people who are professing uh, Christians and, you know, proclaim the name of Jesus and live for him, I don't want it. Now, however, whatever the genre of music, however it falls into that category, it falls. For some of us, we enjoy our Christian rap. For some of us, we enjoy our Christian jazz, our Christian pop, or whatever it is. Listen, listen, That's none of my business. But all I know is this. If these things don't express Christian sentiments and they are not glorifying God, I'm good. It's not for me. Okay? Thank you, Jesus. And so there were other areas where I was absolutely tempted and tested. But um, I guess those two areas are the only ones... That, um, you know, I need to express for now, and I need to talk about for now. And, um, y'all, these things are real, the Lord's requirements for us are absolutely real. The relationship that God wants to have with us is real, and more than anything, y'all. I want to be at that marriage supper of the lamb. If I'm never able to sit at my own marriage table at a reception, if I'm never able to know what it's like to have a husband or have children or any of those things, I would gladly give it up, sacrifice it, be consecrated from those things. If that's what it takes for me as an individual, I didn't say for you, but for me as an individual to stand before God and hear, well done. Like, I don't want anything more than I want Jesus. I don't want to bring glory to my flesh uh, more than I want Jesus. So here we go with the uh, the Lord is reminding me the toes out, the heels, nail polish. Like I didn't get no nail polish, but all of these things were like options that were laid before me. The toes out was laid before me heels was like, I was like, you know what? I tried on a pair. Absolutely not. And I called myself just because they were lower. You know, they weren't spikes and they were a little chunky. I said, you know, this would be um, a little better. I put them on and I'm like, no, where would I be going? Where would I be going? Where would I be going? Um, my toes out? Absolutely not. I want I want my toes covered. And for some of y'all, that may sound so ignorant or so old school or whatever, but that's y'all business. For me, I want to keep my toes covered. That's my business. Okay. It's, I want to set a standard for this temple and I don't want it to be common. And I'm not talking about you. If you were told that that's your business. I'm telling y'all about my personal experiences and choices in my life with the Lord. I don't want to show them off, okay? They're not a part of an outfit for me and with my toes out. I don't want to paint them. I want to take care of them, make sure I do my pedicures, make sure they stay clipped and they're nice and they look good and they all greased up, fine. But as far as them being pink or red or whatever, white, whatever, I'm good, yo. I don't want makeup on my toes. My fingers or on my face. I'm good. I don't want to do it. The thing is, so many of us, when we're faced with the option to go back to it, we go back to it because it was never in our hearts in the first place. And so then we look at people who choose not to do it and we're like, oh, my goodness, they're in bondage. No, I'm not. I'm actually free from it. I don't need it. And I want to set a standard. And it may be different. It may be things that, you know, people will laugh at or not understand. I don't care. God gets it. You know, Jesus has given so much for us. And I'm going to make it personal and just say for me, not because I think I'm the only person he hung on the cross for, but because I don't want y'all to start feeling like I am, you know, talking about you or talking against you. God has given up so much for me. I want to search my life. And see, what can I sacrifice? What can I do away with that would bring me glory and bring me pleasure and be a cute adornment or enhancement for me? What can I what can I sacrifice as a woman? I can give that up. I can set a standard. I could keep that covered. I want to. I want to. Okay, that's my personal choice. So I've made personal choices From my heart to be a certain type of way. Okay, from my heart, this is what I want to do. I, um, I'm an ambassador. I am a protocol enforcer. I am a Bible teacher. And maybe everyone won't live by that same standard that, um, I feel led to live by. And that is coming from my heart. And that's between you and Jesus. I have nothing to say against it. But for me, from my heart, I'm not going back. From my heart, I refuse to go back. It's amazing to me. I want to do so much in the realm of, I want to see so many people save. I want to You know, I want to raise the dead. I want to operate in genuine power, have real anointing. And we just want to get these stuff just because we feel so entitled to it. And that's fine. But I know this scripture that says, to whom much is given, much is required. You want these powerful things. You want this powerful ministry. You want to be able to have influence when you open up your mouth. But you can't give up nail polish. I'm not telling you to. I'm talking about how things play out in my mind. That thing ain't even that deep. I'm good. Okay, this is not what my life is about. My life is about something different. And am I, am, am I enjoying my life? Absolutely. Is God happy with my choices? Absolutely. Is God pleased with the way I carry myself? Absolutely. Amen. Period. You know, I was told by a Christian woman that no man is going to want me dressing the way that I do. And you know, I didn't say anything back to her anything at the time. I just took it to the Lord in prayer, um, knowing that the Holy Spirit was not leading her, but her flesh was. But my, my feelings about that is, if a man is in Christ, since Christ is leading me, then he will. And um, if it ever has to be any other way, then so be it. You know, some of us can't imagine life without um, certain certain things. Um, but y'all, I don't know if it's something wrong with me. But I I just want Jesus. Like, more than anything. I want Jesus... And I want to be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, but the righteousness that comes through faith in Him. And um, that's just my heart's posture. That is my objective to stay in Christ, to be strong in Him, and to move forward knowing That one day, everything that I've said and everything that I'll do will be judged. Everything is written. I've seen my book. It is huge. And it requires some things. Amen? Um, God requires things from all of us. And we have to be sensitive to His will to know what those things are. Now, I know and I am continually learning what God's will is and what His requirements are for me. But um, this is just something that I've gone through and have been faced with. And I will say that I have made uh, some changes being that that past season is over and all the changes that I've made, I've made them by the leading of the Holy spirit. Um, he completely initiates all of these things. And I'll tell you one, one thing that I, I brought before the Lord and, um, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. So, um, I don't like attention from men. Okay. I don't like it. Um, I avoid it. I let me tell y'all something. Let's just talk about this really quickly. I'm from Brooklyn, y'all. Do you hear me? Like I'm from Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Lil' Kim was my role model, Brooklyn. Okay. We were not ladies. We were not taught to be you know, feminine, according to God's standards and, you know, not man's standards. Femininity is more than your outfit. Okay. It has a, uh, it's far more than your outfit. It's your demeanor. It's the way you speak. It's the way you carry yourself. It's the way you interact with people. And so I didn't know anything about meekness or modesty or anything like that. And I You know, we out there wearing constructs. I mean, you wear your constructs, that's your business. I'm just saying, we out there with our constructs on. You know what I'm saying? Smoking blunts rolled up in front toe and Dutch masters and all that stuff. Thinking it's cute because we could roll blunts with long nails on, contacts, tongue rings, weaves, jeans, leather coats. Like, I mean, I was a woman. (laughs) And by some people's definition, maybe feminine. I don't know, but I definitely wasn't a godly woman. Okay, um, who who had godly femininity and godly character and a godly demeanor? Absolutely not. And so I came to Christ with all that Brooklyn that <sighs> that we used to spit on the ground when we walked through the street, all that stuff. Go past your friend, yo, give me a bus down, all that stuff. Okay, definitely didn't know anything about uh, how to be a godly woman. And so I remember when I got saved. I'm reading scripture and I'm like, modest, meek. What does that mean? <laughs> what is that? And I remember knowing for sure that all the things that scripture said about a woman, I was not. <laughs> I was not modest. I was not meek. I was not shamefaced. and none of those things. I'm like, what, what is this? chase conversation coupled with fear what does that mean holy what submissive what are you kidding me discreet pure what let not my adorning be what those things didn't add up and i remember i would cry to the lord literally god please make me modest I want to be a modest woman, God. I want to be a meek woman, God. I want to be this way and I want to be this way. And I still, you all, I, I want to keep myself grounded in God's word. I still, I still pray these scriptures over myself. I mean it from my heart because if left to my own devices, I could be ratchet and want to show off my thick body. Left to my own devices. I need the Spirit of God to make His Word alive in me every single day. And so I still pray God, make me meek and quiet and submissive. Help me to learn. Um, you know, from the men of God that you've placed, wherever you've placed them, help me to learn with subjection. Help me to learn without hostility, without answering back and arguing back. Help me to take, to know how to take things to you in prayer. Amen. Amen. Help me to not be a combative woman. Help me to not be a woman without discretion. Help me to be a woman led by your spirit. These are my prayers. And I believe that God has given me the, the, the things that I've asked for, okay? In my heart, I want to be shamefaced. And I understand that that's not that, that woman that walks around. You remember how little Kim, she came out, I think it was the MTV Award. She had like one whole boob out and she's standing there with her hands on her hip. Like everybody look at me. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. Not that I want to come off as an insecure woman. Not that I want to come off as a woman who lacks confidence. Cause that's not even appropriate for etiquette when you're introducing yourself to someone or conversing with someone, right? But I want to always exude godly character, godly femininity in that is modesty in that is being led by his spirit in that is meekness. And these are things that people have told me I am in that is class. I don't have to act that way. I don't have to be loud like that. I don't have to do any of those things. That's something else um, that I was faced with. That man, a, you know, a couple of people will maybe, and they didn't mean any harm. And I believe they were absolutely right too. If you just showed him uh, a, a more uh, humorous side of you, or if you did this or you did that, then, you know, he would like you more because this woman, y'all know we mad prophetic over here. This woman is like this. She's familiar to him. She reminds him of this. She speaks like this. Okay, it's what he's comfortable with. Maybe if you did this, I don't want to do that. And I remember thinking, you know what? It sounds like it makes so much sense. But I remember I started crying and I'm like, God, your word says I'm supposed to be this way and this way and this way. God, I don't want to change from what your word says and how it's been applied in my life. Not that they were wrong about what they were feeling this is what he likes and this is what would attract him okay but it just was not for me to start doing those things i really believed and just getting away from that now i believe in shamefacedness i believe in being adorned within sobriety i believe that when people look at the way i carry myself they should be able to say maybe they won't say she has on gucci or fendi or any of those things which are, right, I don't think, listen, okay, with a little Gucci Fendi, you could do it. More power to you, in Jesus' name. <laughs> as long as it's all right with him, go ahead. But I want them to look at me and say, that's a woman of God. She has adorned herself with sobriety. The way she carries herself is classy. With, with, uh, with gravity. She has a soundness of mind, and I can tell by the way she's carrying herself. And so anyway, um... You know, I can get sometimes attention from men. I don't like it. And um, we done talked about some of the changes that I've gone through physically. So I, I imagined that it would increase. And so I sat with the Lord and I said, God, what can I do? Because I'm still a woman. Men still do look good to me. But there's just a certain type of relationship and attention that I'm just not into, God. What can I do to keep these men away? And y'all already know how I felt about this topic, period. But the only thing I could think was if I got a ring and I put it on my ring finger to, for me, symbolize that I'm in covenant, don't be tempted to rebound. I'm talking to y'all real. I'm not trying to present a person to you who does not have feelings, desires, and attractions and all that stuff. And I've messed up before. And I want to take preventative measures so that it never happens again. Okay. And so I asked the Lord about it. This is what came into my spirit. I saw the ring. I got it. It's shaped like a heart and I'm going to wear it to keep the attention away. And literally I went out, I needed some shoes. And so I went to this mall and there was this guy there and, um, he just saw me coming y'all. He was just staring at me from, I'm like, Oh Lord. But, um, you know, he began to talk to me and, you know, do you have children and this, this, that, and the third. And he even pinched me and I'm like, that's awkward. And he's like, I just want to see if you, you're real. And he said, so um, are you married? Or he said, why aren't you married? That's what he said. And for me, that sealed the deal that this ring should have been put on like express shipping. Because these are conversations I don't want to have. It's temptation that I don't want to encounter. It's questions that I don't want to have to answer. I just want to be able to enjoy my life. And I want people to look at me and believe that I am completely off limits. And I believe that when the Lord has a man of God for me, that the man of God will know good and well that I'm not really married. Okay. Um, and so I had to like finagle it with that guy and say, Oh, you know, I'm not married yet. Like, let's not get, (laughs) he was like, Oh, so, um, and then he began to ask questions about, but y'all know, listen, I will tell a man that I'm married in a minute because I am a married to Jesus, okay? But um, yeah, I had to finagle that with that guy. But anyway, I, I I still haven't gotten um the ring, but that's why I'm doing it. If you ever see me with it on, that's why. Because um I'm on planet earth, I'm a human, and I don't want to make any mistakes. And while um I know for sure that wedding rings was not a Christian. A thing, And it's not a part of a Christian covenant. I don't believe that it's sending anyone to hell. And with that said, I want to end here. And in our next episode, we can pick up about the experience I had with hell and what the Lord told me about me being tested after all this was said and done. And I want to share with you the things that I saw when the Lord showed me hell um, this time. So I pray y'all, I don't know if y'all still going to ride with me. Thank you. If not, hey, like I got, I have to grow. I have to move forward. I have to move forward in my way of thinking and my sentiments and all that stuff. And I have to be led by the spirit and what was right for me in a previous season, because I used to wear a ring. And when I came out of the pants and all that stuff, I felt led to take it off. Okay. That was one thing that came off also, but, um, this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little different. And I, like I said, I'm moving on into a different season and, um, I just things, uh, some things have changed for me, but, um, the most important thing is that my relationship with the Lord is stronger and getting stronger and stronger than it's ever been. And I am more mature than I have ever been. And I have more understanding than I have ever had in my life. And, um, I love y'all. I thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for rocking me. When did we start this? 2016, Lord Jesus. And yes, in that time, I've gone through a lot of changes, um, more than I would have ever imagined. I don't know if your life holds, you know, the same series of events or similar or whatever. I don't know. But I know this is what life has held for me so far. And I trust my, my Lord that as long as I stay in Christ, I will be fine. Father, in Jesus name, thank you, Lord, for giving us this time to converse about my personal experiences and the things that you have led me into and led me out of. Lord, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being just. Thank you for being true. We love you. It's in your name that we do pray. Hallelujah. Amen. I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening and we'll be back for the next episode. And like I said, we're going to get into that um, topic of the, the vision that I saw. Uh, the, the dream that I had. Okay. Bye y'all.